This is John Wetton from Asia. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Bonnie Iris, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Eric Johnson, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. In episode 67, we're going to take a special look at a show called Experience Hendrix, which will be coming to the Benetton Center on October 26th. Uh, for those not familiar, the Experience Hendrix show has been uh, going on for about the last two years, and, and essentially it's a touring group of all-star musicians who will be playing essentially the 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 music of Jimi Hendrix um, in sort of a tribute. Um, this is the first time the show's been to Pittsburgh, so I really wanted to kind of key in on it because I'm very excited to see it coming to the city. The show will be featuring uh, Billy Cox of the Jimi Hendrix Experience and Jimmy's Band of Gypsies. You may remember Billy, most probably the most famous footage of him is playing at Woodstock with Jimi Hendrix. Also on the bill that night, my absolute favorite guitarist, Steve Vai, will be on the show. Uh, Johnny Lang, Kenny Wayne Shepard, Eric Johnson, Cesar Rosa and David Hidalgo of Los Lobos will be performing. Living Color. Uh, really excited also, Chris Layton of uh, Double Trouble, Stevie Ray Vaughan's band will be there. Ernie Isley and the Slide Brothers. So to get everyone in the mood for the show, we had the opportunity earlier this week to talk to guitar and uh, great and Grammy award winning guitarist Eric Johnson. So I'm going to sit back. We're going to play you a little bit of a song called SRV, which was his tribute to Stevie Ray Vaughan off of the Venus Island album. And then we'll get into an interview with him and then we'll be back.
Celebrate the music and legacy of Jimi Hendrix. Experience Hendrix. Music's greats perform the music of Jimi Hendrix together live. Billy Cox, Steve Vaughn, Johnny Lang, Kenny Wayne Shepard, Eric Johnson, David Hidalgo, and Cesar Rosas of Los Lobos. Living Color, Chris Layton, Ernie Isley, The Slide Brothers, and many more. October 26th at the Benetton Center. Tickets at PGHArts.org. By phone 412-456-6666 and at the box office at Theater Square. Ladies and gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome to the show Eric Johnson. How are you doing, Eric? I'm good, John. Thanks, man. Wonderful. Where where are you at today? Are you at home getting ready for the road? Down in yeah, Texas? I'm in Austin, Texas, just um, getting ready for a couple of tours, one of which is this uh, Jimi Hendrix tour that I'm excited about getting on again. Yeah, the um, I thought you're coming to Pittsburgh. Um, we're actually the kickoff city for that tour on the 26th of October. Uh, but you've actually got another tour kind of in a completely different direction uh, going on before then. You're doing a, a acoustic trio of guitars. you want to talk a little bit about yeah, what that's yeah. all about? Well, Pepino D'Agostino is playing guitar, and then uh, Andy McKee is playing, and both really fine solo acoustic players. And then I'll do a set of a solo acoustic, and then at the end of the night we'll play a couple of tunes together. And we're doing kind of a performance hall college tour around Midwest and East Coast. Um, okay. Yeah, it's always a kind of fun thing to get out and just play. It's completely different music than what I normally do. It's just acoustic guitar music. I was trying to think. I've seen you now live uh, twice, and I don't know that I've seen you use an acoustic guitar, so that would certainly be something kind of unique. Um, is this the first time you've done kind of an all-acoustic tour? No, actually, I've done three or four before, but it's been... Okay. It's been a few years before I've done it, and I've, I've started working on an acoustic album kind of on the side in between other projects, and I have, like, several cuts already done, and want to try to next year get a, get an acoustic record happening. Excellent. Now, the, the Hendrix package, um, you're not a, um, a new to the Hendrix tour, but unfortunately Pittsburgh is new. So how did you get involved, and in you, can you give us maybe a little idea of what to expect um, on that night? Yeah, you know, I, the first one I did was a year and a half ago or something, and I just got a call from the, the Experience Hendrix people and, and asked if I'd want to do this tour. And I was kind of wondering what it was all about, too, but it's really just a whole bunch of people getting together, and each each person plays. There's usually a core rhythm section, uh, which we were really wonderful to have, you know, Billy Cox and Mitch Mitchell uh, before Mitch passed away which was mm -hmm. wonderful to just, you know, be with Jimi Hendrix's rhythm section. But uh, Billy will still be on the tour. He's kind of the MC of the whole deal. But, uh, yeah, and it's just a whole bunch of different guitarists sitting in, and each guitar player plays three or four songs. Now, do you guys have much rehearsal for the show, or you just guys kind of get up and have fun with it more? There is some rehearsal to it. Everybody kind of learns that. Everybody put, you know, decides what songs they're going to play, and then they kind of work that up. And... Um, and then there's all sorts of other unexpected things that happen kind of on the way. Okay. Now, will, uh, will Chris Layton be the kind of the house drummer for the night on that show? He will. Chris will be uh, play the lion's share of all the drums, and then Scott Nelson will play most of the bass parts. Okay. Now, have you worked with Chris in the past? I mean, you being you guys are kind of from the same neck of the woods, have you had much experience playing with Chris? A little bit. Every once in a while, we do some project together or do a gig together, and we've we've done a handful of things together. Okay, uh, I know he was Chris originally from Austin as well. I know obviously Jimmy was, and you are. Uh, was Chris from that area as well? Is he more like a Dallas Fort Worth or? 
Chris is originally from Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. And then he moved up here a few years before he started playing with Stevie Ray. Okay. I, I want to guess one of the questions. I mean, you listen to like Stevie Ray and obviously Jimmy, very similar style, and your style, very very different, really. Um, was you know you kind of sometimes you tend to group players from the same geographic area, like the L.A. Shredders and the you know uh, Joe and Steve from Long Island. You know, I had a very similar sound, but you and Stevie Ray, I, you know, there's some similarities, but a lot of differences. Did you guys have a lot of interaction? Kind of growing yeah, we up. Yeah, we had a little. We did. We did a little bit. He moved down here. He played in a group called Blackbird originally in Dallas, Texas, and then he moved down to Austin. And I remember seeing him from time to time. And then there was a period we saw, we ran into each other a lot more often, and I'd go here and play with Paul Ray and the Cobras and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I did a few gigs, you know, uh, with him when he had his double trouble thing together. But, um, yeah, I was I was lucky to a few times be able to hang out with him. Really, really a uh, nice guy, and, you know, and obviously a huge talent. Yeah, sorely missed. Uh, I, I could see in a, in a couple of years some sort of tribute to his music. Uh, still as monumental today as it was 20 years ago when he passed. Now you, um, your your kind of music. How would you classify your sound? I've always tried to, you know, give, like I said, give your shredders. I, I never really considered you a shredder. Maybe not a fusion, but I mean, you've got some elements of all of that. Is there kind of a label you like to put on your style? Oh, I don't really know. I just kind of kind of like all music, so I just kind of dabble in all of it. Kind of enjoy just, uh, yeah, keeping the door open. Yeah, I've always kind of thought of your. To me, you, you kind of in style, sort of most similar to maybe someone like Steve Morris. And you know, I mean, on the highest regard, I, Steve's an incredible player. And your style, oh, you kind of blend very nicely. Yeah, I like Steve a lot. Steve was—he really helped me a lot years ago, kind of get my career going with, um, you know, publications and, and uh, media and stuff. But he's a fine player. Very, very... He's a great acoustic player, too. Yeah, yeah. I think he's one of those guys that, um, you know, maybe doesn't... is the first name to pop in your mind when you think of the all-time greats that, you know, we probably all do him a dissatisfaction by not putting him in now, but... Now, obviously, you kind of... You kind of broke the door open for your career with the Via Music Home, um and had some great success in, in the late 80s, early 90s, um... Uh, the G3 was a big thing. Um, your last studio album was in 05, am I correct with that, with Bloom? Um, the last studio record, let's see, was... Yeah, I guess it was Bloom. Um, I have a uh, I have a new record that's uh, all finished now, new electric record. We finished it a couple months ago, and we're just waiting for it to be released. But, uh, that, that should, yeah, it should be coming out, I think, in early November. Okay, do you have a title for that yet, or is it yeah, called? it's called it's called Up Close. Okay, um, mostly instrumental, or did you do some singing on it as well? I did some singing as well, and I had some guest artists. Uh, Steve Miller sang on it, Johnny Lang sang on it, and some other guest artists uh, played on it. It's a uh, kind of a kind of about fifteen pieces of music, probably half instrumental, half vocal. Okay. 
Which that does seem to be kind of the the mold your your record tends to fall into, kind of half and half. Yeah. Now, do you do you expect to be doing like hitting the road with doing some you know solo Eric Johnson kind of what we're used to shows in the new year? Yeah, next I think next year next spring. Well, um, you know we've got this acoustic stuff. We're going to do some more in California in January, and then after that, probably going to gear up to go. Uh, tour off this new record that'll come out um, in November. Okay. Now, um, have you given consideration at any point or been approached about doing any more G3 type things? I haven't been approached with that. Well, I have to work on that because that was, I mean, you kind of consider you guys the classic lineup, you know, that was, you know, such a great record and uh, such a great show. So that was. It would be a shame not to get the original gang back together. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. As far as um, equipment-wise, you, you've obviously been associated and you have a signature edition uh, Fender Stratocaster. Is there a particular reason why you kind of gravitated to that? Was that maybe some of the, the Jimi Hendrix influence that drove you to that guitar, or is that just kind of what fits for you? I'm sure I'm sure it was uh, a lot of, of Hendrix's influence. And... Um, it was I. I just wanted to try to design a new instrument that incorporated some of the uh, classic and and wonderful sounds of uh, of the old the old instruments. So I uh, kind of worked at that, trying to you know find something that would kind of you know bring forth some of the the lost tones of the of that era. Now, as far as um, the back end, are you uh, you a Marshall? player, or is there a particular kind of secret weapon you've got back there that uh, gives you that sound, that kind of signature air Johnson sound? No, I pretty much just use Marshalls and Fenders, and then occasionally I'll use a Fulton Web amp or a, a Dumble amp. Okay. Now, um, your music has been used in, in obviously, in the, the rock band guitar hero uh, genre. Is that something you, I mean... Obviously, it's a way to, to earn some revenue, and, and every nickel helps. But I mean, is that something you you like to play? Have you ever even tried to play Guitar Hero, or is that? Um, you know, I never something? have. I think I would definitely get beat at it immediately by anybody that was half good at it. I've never really learned how to play it. Okay. And um, another um, thing we noticed that the um, the new Fender G deck amplifier comes with kind of a, an Eric Johnson patch and, and a back track clip flipped over. Was that something you were involved directly with creating? Yeah, I, I did work a, a couple hours with them to just come up with a few different sounds for that. Okay. Do you ever ever give any thought to like maybe a signature amp or anything like that? Or is that do you kind of too many different amps in your closet to pick one to kind of narrow it down to? No, I have thought about it. I, I might do that in the future. Okay. Um, anything else? As a, as a musician yourself, I mean, obviously a very talented guitar player and a very talented singer, um, but the types of, um, you know, instrumental music and things like that that you know for, has it been maybe more difficult to make, you know, a career out of this than, let's say, if you had gone the route of, like, someone like Jimmy Vaughn, who had you know, such... That's the type of Thunderbird, or you know, like Steve Vai, obviously with uh, White Snake, David Lee Roth, etc. Like that. Have, 
have you ever considered going into just like a being kind of a hired gun? Yeah, I have, and uh, I guess I did do that. Um, I played with Carol King and Cat Stevens many years ago, and uh, yeah, I haven't really. I guess I just kind of went off and did my thing and never really quit doing it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like playing with other people and doing other people's songs. It's um, it's a thrill for me to be involved in somebody else's thing too. There's, I I don't have a problem with that. I like it. Yeah, it would probably, in some ways, it. Uh, it's kind of cool. It takes the pressure off you having to do everything yourself. Yeah, yeah, I noticed it's it's interesting to listen to, especially uh, Joe Satriani work with Chickenfoot because you know you've got so much of that kind of fifty-one fifty Van Halen there, but yet it's very obvious still Joe's style of writing, Joe's style of guitar playing comes through loud yeah. and clear on that record. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful blend. Um, you know. Kind of hesitant when you take somebody you know who all listened to Joe for the better part of 25 years and you know what to expect to put on a Joe Satriani album, and then you're okay, then he's going to get in there with you know some musicians and you're not real real sure. So it's a delightful surprise how well that holds yeah. held up. Um, yeah. Have you have you come to a uh, decision or how how is the um, the process for who gets what Hendrix song? Is that kind of a dog fight for who gets to play Voodoo Child? Or yeah, I think yeah, they have certain people that are kind of already have uh, uh, dibs on playing certain songs, and uh, I I just kind of pick ones that that I like that are I mean I like it all, but I try to pick ones that are kind of out of the norm, um, mm-hmm. just for the heck of it, just to do ones that I know nobody else will probably decide to do. And it keeps me out of having a bid for something. I just kind of, you know, jump on something that's kind of, you know, some of the other stuff. But, um, yeah, and there's room to change that up each tour, depending on who who kind of, you know, puts in their bid for one before somebody else. Sure. Sure, yeah. It's a, it's a really uh, excellent idea to hold the whole package for I mean, to be able to enjoy Jimmy's music with some of the uh, absolute most phenomenal players. Yeah, wonderful. Like, you know, to see Johnny Lang and Kenny Wynn Shepard and yourself and Steve Vai and the guys from Los Lobos and Bernie Reed all in one night. Um, yeah, that's a camp. That's a camp miss ticket. So, uh, Eric, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, I know you're a busy man and you probably got some packing to do. So I appreciate you coming on the show. John, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Glad to talk to you.
All right, that was the title track to Eric Johnson's 2005 release, Bloom. That is the song called Bloom. Again, the show is October 26th at the Benetton Center. You can get tickets at pgaarts.org or call 412-456-6666. Really going to be a phenomenal night, uh, whether you're a fan of of Jimmy's or any one of the individual musicians. I think you really can't go wrong uh, to see that many greats in one night. This, uh, for a for a player of guitar and a fan of guitar, this probably even trumps the G3 shows, which are always an event. So get your tickets now so you don't miss out on all the fun. Uh, if you'd like to find more information about us, we're at www.ironcityrocks.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, MySpace, Facebook, uh, by doing forward slash Iron City Rocks on those. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>